Welcome to Wise and Nice, a true crime podcast with your hosts Danny Armstrong and Kelly Lee. Please remember that we mean no disrespect to anyone mentioned in this episode or across any of the Wise and Nice platforms. We have an interest in true crime and related topics, and whilst we may offer our own personal views on certain items, it is meant to be educational and as light-hearted as possible. The information we present is collated from research gathered from the internet, and we reference and credit our sources wherever possible. If you've liked what you've heard and want to join in with us, follow us on our socials, Instagram, Wives and Knives the Pod, Twitter, at Knives Wives, and Facebook, Wives and Knives Pod. We also have a little website where we post photographs and other information about the cases that we research. And this is wivesandknives.wixsite.com forward slash my site. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Wives and Knives. Yes, hello everybody. I hope you all had a nice Halloween. Oh God! Between me, it's usually me that coughs. What a great way to start! Um, A lovely Halloween and bonfire night, and yeah, um, I hope you're all doing okay as the weather draws closer, closer, colder. Both. Yeah. Um, How are you, Kelly? Yeah, not bad. I think it's been really um, wet and windy in Old Lancashire recently, hasn't it? This weekend in particular. Yeah, I'm good. I've been really, really busy just in all aspects of life. Um, Trick-or-treating trick or was really good, actually. So where we live now, it's, we've, well, go back, we've never really been proper trick-or-treating. Um, but where we are now, it's very, like, residential. So it felt like, um, you know, like a scene from, like, a... A Halloween movie where yeah. all the kids are sort of like crossing the <laughs> you road. You were waiting for the year. Uh... I was waiting for Michael Myers yeah. to hop out, to be fair. But it was very, like, um, community spirit, if you know what I mean. Nice. Like, everyone um, had left. If they weren't going to be in, they'd left sweets on the doorstep and little groups of people going round. And, yeah, it was all very nice and very, um, what's the word? Wholesome. So yeah, it was lovely, but then also really tiring because I'm, I was thinking about this, I was like, I'm not a lazy mum by any means, but I'm not the kind of mum that likes to be doing like 20 million things of an evening. Yeah, and yeah, You're yeah. like, oh, must get Xanthi to this club and yeah, I you're like to this club. I'm totally Nicely normal. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I work full time and the time that I do have free, you know, that I'm not doing stuff for the podcasts and other things I definitely want to spend with my daughter mm. so it was very nice to you know have her excitement of being able to go out and with some friends and she got a full bucket of sweets it's gonna last her for the rest of the year for sure <laughs> I've, I've dipped into it a few times I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Nice. but yeah I really and then like Halloween disco the same week and then bonfire fireworks and everything it's been really lovely, but also extremely tiring. Yeah. So, oh, and we won the pumpkin competition at school. So, yeah. Yes. Part of me wanted to put on, like, the uh, the school's um, Facebook page. Better luck next time, bitches. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I didn't. I held You totally back. deserved to win. That was a great pumpkin. Great idea. Yeah, I'm really chuffed with it. I think you should post a picture of it. Oh, okay. Well... 
I will do, but I, you know, when you always say pictures don't do it justice, yeah. the pictures definitely do not do this justice. They have like little cups of tea and everything. <laughs> so I will post a, a picture, but it was like a Halloween party for skeletons within a pumpkin. Um, yeah, and it did, it did just look very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it had like a little window um, with almost like a little window pane. Yeah. And you could look through and see the skeletons having the drinks. Yeah. I thought it was a great idea. It's cute. Very cute. I had a really nice Halloween, even though we didn't do anything. Quite often I'll have like a little Halloween party or something. But with it being a weeknight, mm. um, and just it, just, it just snuck up on me. I didn't actually plan anything. So I just made us like a nice Halloween tea. Um, but I really enjoyed answering the door. Like, I put my witch's hat on. Yeah. There was lots of groups of kids. We were quite busy here. Good. Um, I put my pumpkin outside that I'd carved, and loads of kids were like, I really like your pumpkin, and I love Aww. validation. So I was like, yeah. thank you so much. Um, well, maybe you need to put send me a picture of your pumpkin as well. Yeah, sure. And do a side-by-side of our pumpkin efforts. Definitely. No, it was a really, really nice. And then about half past seven it just started chucking it down which was great because it meant we could have our tea without getting interrupted so it was a lovely cut off point yeah it was very similar at ours like we'd been round got a full bucket of sweets and I was like it's probably time to go in because it's going to chuck it down and then it started chucking it down and we did still have a few people who braved the weather but it just broke it off nicely yeah at quite a reasonable time (laughs) yeah same we were both happy with that Um, yeah lovely night I've had a nice, yeah, nice but busy week similar to you. Mm. So, um, what updates have we got in the crime world? Well, I guess the the main one that we were just discussing before we officially started recording was about Charlene Downs. It's not exactly a massive update, but it's um, it's just kind of a little bit of recognition to the Facebook group and all the hard work that they've been putting in recently. Yeah, so for anyone listening that hasn't listened to lots of previous episodes, um, Charlene Downs is a a young girl who went missing in Blackpool and it's the first case we ever did. So if you want to go back to episode one, you'll see us discussing it. It's... Um, really sort of close to both of our hearts now because we've been following it for so long Um, but I was always particularly interested because she was the same age as me and we grew up in the same area and there's lots of places mentioned within her case that are places that I used to hang out in like Coral Island which is a big arcade in Blackpool I used to go with my friends around the same time as she'd be in there so we always felt a little bit of a closer connection, almost like if our upbringings were different and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's a case I've always been interested in. And because we covered it, we both joined sort of Facebook groups of people discussing the case and um, it has a lot of people that are local or even that knew Charlene Mm -hmm. in this group and whilst I'm more of like a just a, a quiet supporter of the group there's some people within it who are extremely active in keeping this case 
um, in the media, keep people questioning things, looking into it. So, yeah, do you want to say what? Well, happened? yeah, well, following on from that, I guess one of the um, the leader of the group, I guess, is is Renee. Yeah, she's the admin on and the she's Facebook group. She's done a lot, uh, you know, a lot of work. Um, and I think we did mention that they've more like quite recently that they brought an investigator in. Yeah. But from um, so it was the anniversary of Charlene's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was Charlene's birthday, basically. And the group had a memorial service in a local church, which was all organised. Um, and from that, there's been quite a few news reports, you know, newspaper articles, just really reigniting, I guess, that, you know, interest for a lot of people around the case. Um, and there is going to be a petition, I believe it's being launched, or it might have already, I think I read it was being launched tomorrow, that we would encourage everyone to sign, just asking for a more detailed investigation. Um, if you have listened to the first ever episode, you'll know why that is. Um, but there's a lot of failings within the investigation that may or may not have impacted on the case. Um, so it's just very positive to see that things are you know, like I said, reignited, a lot more uh, interest being drummed up around it. Yeah, so. it's good to see that um, a social media presence or a group of people that aren't necessarily linked directly to a case can still have an impact and a positive impact Definitely. on it being investigated. Yeah. Um, just while we're doing like sort of mentioning updates I thought it would be remiss of us to move on without mentioning what's happened in the Delphi case recently yes so we covered this not so long ago we did and it's um, the case of Abby and Libby who were horrifically murdered in Delphi, Indiana when they were on sort of a, a walk together. And that case is particularly like widely reported, mostly because I think it was Libby had filmed some of the sort of the last moments of these girls on her Snapchat and they had a video of who they believed to be the perpetrator. And so it was almost like the perfect they knew where they died they knew when they died and they had a suspect but for years and years nothing was happening and very recently someone has come forward and now someone has been charged yeah so I think once again it was like pretty near the anniversary of yeah. the disappearance wasn't it so it's kind of gone quiet again now but I think like that's great they're doing the job they're mm. investigating and um we'll hear something in due course probably absolutely but yeah like you say it's so interesting i find it i find it really satisfying when there's developments in cases particularly the ones that we've covered as well yeah it's just good it's good to know that the victims aren't forgotten yeah. and that there's still work going on and and stuff like that so Yes. Mm. Now today we've just got two sort of shorter cases yeah. to um, 
share with you and not shorter because they aren't as important not at all but just in my case particularly because I feel that there is such a good source of information about this case that the best I could do would be repeat it <laughs> which is not what I'm going to do so instead I'm going to direct you to a documentary but give you a little bit of a flavour for what it's about and if it's something you'd be interested in watching you can go and see it so this is a solved case and it is the like absolutely heartbreaking and now I very rarely cry I'm quite hardened <laughs> to like true crime stuff and I can find it emotionally horrible but I won't cry but this proper put tears in my eyes this documentary and it is called Libby Are You Home Yet? And it's about the disappearance, murder of Libby Squire and then how her killer was brought to justice. So it was done for Sky Crime and has been airing like an episode a week on Sky Crime. But that's not where I saw it. I don't have Sky. It is also on Now TV. So um, Now TV is a great source of crime documentaries. It's brilliant. I tend to sign up, binge watch everything I want and then cancel it for a few months until like new things build up, you know, because not made of money, but it is, <laughs> it, it is really good. And this documentary in particular, it was, it's three parts, but it flies by, it's so well done and it's so bloody touching. I don't think I've ever seen a documentary that broke my heart quite as much through interviews with people who knew um, the victim. So it's got loads of interviews of Libby's friends and family and they're all so lovely and the way they speak is full of compassion and it's it's truly heartbreaking. So um, I would defo give that a watch if you have the ability to. So Libby was born Liberty Squire in 1988 and she grew up in West Wickham, which is Buckinghamshire. And she was super close to her mum, close to her dad as well. But her and her mum had like a, a special bond and they really did. And it doesn't come across as, you know, like a rose tinted glasses thing on the documentary. You can just tell that her and her mum were best mates. Mm. And her mum is an absolutely incredible woman and I'll go on to give you more reasons why, but just the way she speaks about Libby, you can tell she's the kind of mum that's like bloody perfect, but you can also have a good laugh with as well. And the way she has gone on to support Libby's friends, when obviously she's absolutely heartbroken, mm. but she's there looking out for her friends, other people she just comes off as like proper class anyway Libby grows up really close to her family um, and she goes to Hull University to study philosophy and she's enjoying her time there she's been back over Christmas to see her family and then at the end of January she goes back to uni to start a new year there and she's got a good group of mates 
all appear on this documentary. Um, seems like a really popular girl and they've got this night out planned and she goes back and they have pre-drinks and she gets a bit too drunk like she's we've all done it where you like pre-drink it goes straight to your head and you're like oh god I've messed this up um so when they all head out to a local like nightclub music venue called the Welly in Hall um she's actually told she's not allowed in she's too drunk and this cctv she's not like him falling over but her friends are like yeah she was pretty drunk so um they take her to a taxi rank or there's a taxi rank nearby they get her to a taxi they give the taxi driver the money like make sure she gets in okay this taxi driver who also appears on the documentary who again comes off as absolutely heartbroken by everything that happened was like yeah she was drunk she was upset in my car she was upset because she'd got too drunk she was missing this night out with her friends she was crying he took her back to her flat he watched her go through the gate walk up the path and then he drove away and he cries speaking about it but it it doesn't none of it feels like crocodile tears it's so just so heartbreaking because he feels awful about not seeing her get in the house but he saw her go through the gate he saw her walk up the path and so Libby doesn't go in the house um for whatever reason potentially because she was upset she was crying she had more flatmates in the house and maybe she didn't want a scene or anything so she goes on a little walk and she ends up walking just under half a mile away but it's only sort of two roads away they're quite long roads it isn't like she was didn't look like she was heading off to a certain place she Mm. was just you know getting some fresh air in and trying to calm down and we know which roads she took because loads of people saw her and there was loads of cctv and a few people saw her in like they say crying and sobbing on the street and a few people approached her but she didn't want any help she just wanted to be left alone kind of thing and and that that was it really and then her friend or one of the friends she was out with had sent her a text to see if she was home but Libby never replied and she hadn't took her phone out with her she'd left it in the flat um so they thought the first thing she'll do when she gets in is grab the phone but she doesn't and they end up contacting the other sort of flatmate housemate and said like is Libby back Mm -hmm. they realized she wasn't and this was quite quick it was it was honestly a really plain example of friends looking out for each other they put her in the taxi, they gave it the time they would expect for the taxi to get home and they texted her to check she was okay. Gave that a little while, text the friends and in the documentary they speak about the media were like, this is why you don't let your friends go home on their own. It's fucking horrible. Like, you, no. that wasn't the no, case. they've done as much as they could apart from literally going home with her. Yeah. And, you know, you can't blame them for that. No, not, not at all. Driver. Not at all. Um, so, when they realise they don't know where she is, they actually contact her mum because they were all quite close with her mum because that's the kind of mum that she mm. was, the kind of mum you could phone in the middle of the night and be like, shit, we don't know where Libby is and... Um, 
So this search was launched and like I said, the area was well covered with CCTV and another reason why I think everyone should watch this documentary is it's a, a good example of the police jumping on it and getting going and looking and doing the best they can and stuff like that, whereas I think quite often um, only the times the police maybe don't react as fast as they should are highlighted in the media, so I like to see examples when credit where credit yeah credit where it's in the yeah. um, completely jumped on it looking for her it was was all over sort of the university and um, when she didn't show up for her lectures they knew that was hugely out of character she she liked to go out and she liked to I think her mum was like <clears throat> she embodied work hard play hard but she was doing amazing at a degree mm. she never missed a lecture so they knew and all of her friends had to like carry on with what they were doing but Libby wasn't there and it just shows what an impact it has on everybody um, but like I said the police were doing amazing things and they managed to pinpoint some CCTV in their like, locality to where they believed Libby went missing from and a car stopped and a man got out but this cctv camera was you know like the really shit sort mm. and half of it's obscured by a cobweb it wasn't ideal at all but this man seemed to get out of his car and then bring a girl back to his car with him and it was within the narrowed down the time frame to something very small they tracked his car and it drove to um, like a local playing fields that had the whole river going through it which leads to a big estuary which leads to the sea and they asked in that area if anyone had heard anything and people had heard screams and it was all looking bad but they still had to work out who he was um, they managed to trace this car using um, such clever use of CCTV working out how long it would take to get from that camera to that camera and the plotted it all out and they managed to um, narrow it down to one car which leads them to a man and the man is called Pavel or Powell I'd probably say Pavel without even yeah, yeah. it's like P-A-W-A-L um, Pavel Relokowicz Relokowicz I think the French pronunciation sounded good Thank you. So this is a 24-year-old man um, and he is instantly arrested on suspicion of Libby Squire's abduction. And as part of the investigation, they take his DNA um, and they don't believe that it's it's already on the system and he does have no previous like crimes or anything. But when they run his DNA, they realise that they can connect into so much bad stuff oh my in the local area. So um, it was DNA found at crime scenes and this was crimes such as like voyeurism, outraging uh, public decency and burglary. But just to go into how sinister these crimes were, a girl... Um, Again, a student in Hull come back to her room and sees a man masturbating at her window. Um, houses had been broken into and the only things that had been taken were like sex toys and underwear. 
there was a crime where he'd exposed himself to um, like people at a bus stop and I can't Obviously, they go into this in a much more chronological order mm. in the documentary, but they'd managed to get a semen sample from when he'd ejaculated on someone's door. Um, like, all these crimes, like, they were within Hull, but they didn't specifically follow a particular pattern. Mm. Um, they hadn't all necessarily been linked, although the police were keeping an open mind. And although they'd got DNA and fingerprints and things they were running it through the database and nothing was coming up because Pavel had never been arrested. So it, it wasn't their fault. They hadn't... No. They hadn't caught him. But even things like him, the people that he'd exposed themselves to, when they were shown him, they were like, yeah, it, it, it was him. So they could charge him with these offences pretty quick, um, which meant they could hold him for longer to question him about Libby when they um, went to his house which he was married and had a wife who seemingly and there's been no proof otherwise she had no idea that he was this sort of sexual deviant um, creeping out and doing these things but in his car they found a bag which had like stolen sex toys in it pictures and there's clips of interviews with him and he comes off as a right cocky shit he's laughing about these things he's horrible um but they still didn't know what had happened to Libby so they keep on keep on looking and even though they think that if Libby had been murdered like they like they were assuming she had and if her body had been put in that river it would have gone out to sea and they weren't holding out much hope for it to be honest this is a very fast flowing river um, a boat does happen to come across the body of a girl which is identified as Libby Squires now when her body is found it's the 20th of March, so it's two months after she's gone missing. And because she's been in the water for that long, um, it sounds like she's not particularly in the best... No, so they're not holding out any hope. Yeah, in the best way. And again, there's heartbreaking bits in the documentary where the mum talks about wanting to see her. And mm. It's really worth watching. Yeah. But... Um, after lots and lots of testing, they managed to find um, Pavel's semen inside Libby um, so they can connect him to her. He then turns around and says, oh, yeah, well, she wanted it. And, wow. um, it was consensual and he just left her and she was fine. And it's taken to trial. And luckily, he is found guilty. Um it's completely everybody finds him guilty of rape and it's a majority verdict to murder and I think it's 11 out of 12 finding guilty so it's a, a very very high majority and um, so yeah he's been sentenced and he's in prison I think I thought I'd written it down but I can't see it I think it's 37 years 
he's been sentenced to. But in my opinion, that is not long enough. Oh no, sorry, 27 years, even worse. Um, I'm just looking at um, one of my sources, which is the whole Daily Mail, who cover this case very very well and very chronologically and were very helpful for me getting some notes together. Um, But yeah, 27 years, he was, um, yeah, sentenced to. He was actually a Polish butcher um, in that sort of, as much as I kind of know about his history. And it didn't really go into his history too much on the documentary because the documentary is about Libby and about how great she is which is is good but um, one of the sort of latest things I've read about it is to do with Lisa um, who is Libby's mum and she has spoken openly about how um, she thinks that sentence is too short and how he should be in longer and how he's a danger which is fucking too right yeah absolutely so she has said that she's determined to find out exactly what happened to her daughter and because he still won't speak about it so she she doesn't she doesn't know what happened in the last few hours and she wants to know like she feels this is her daughter and he's not taking away anything from her and and so so she says she wants to know what happened and through a charity um, a restorative justice charity um, she's arranging a meeting with him so she is going to sit face to face with him it hasn't happened yet but um, she's spoken on I think like this morning and stuff about it recently so she says I don't want to forgive him and I don't wish to understand what he did But for me, it's very much about founding how she was in those last 20 minutes of her life. He can't take that away from me. And a date has yet to be set for this meeting. Um, They're just sort of working out how it will work. Um, But yeah, for her, it is important to find out. And she, she says openly, like, she doesn't know if she'll believe what he says. Um... As far as I'm aware, he doesn't want to talk about what happened that night, which is really my only reason why I want to see him. We have to come up with an arrangement between him and I, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, she just wants to get answers to her questions. And I think what a brave, brave lady. So, yeah. Watch watch the documentary yeah it sounds great actually it's on now tv yeah i think it's it like you were saying i used to have now cancelled it um but i there's a couple of things that i want to watch so i might be signing up for a month and yeah and just binging yeah i think it's a good way to go so with that in mind um i'm just going to talk about a program that i watched and you can get like a seven day free trial for this and it's the paramount plus service oh right yeah you can get it directly through paramount or you can get it um through prime same price but for the purposes of watching this particular program 
I would say it's worth you know like getting the seven day free trial and just giving it a go because this program was I really enjoyed it and it is true crime but they do have much like now they do have quite a lot of true crime programs so um yeah I would recommend Paramount Plus the program I'm going to tell you about is called The Thing About Pam have you heard about it no so I heard about this and it's like I say it's the only reason I signed up for the service because it's um, about the murder of Betsy Farrier, Faria, and it's got um, Renee Zellweger in it, right. who plays Pam Hupp. So, uh, Betsy Faria was a mother um, who in, uh, lived in small town Missouri and um, who was murdered, and the police initially suspect it's her husband, um, Russell, I believe he's called. And, yeah, Russ Faria. But the programme actually goes into the investigation and also talks about her best friend, Pam. And it's really... I don't want to sort of ruin it for you, but it's very, very well done. So it's... The police believe it's an open and shut case and they literally focus all their information... All their attention on the husband however throughout the whole thing there are so many like unanswered questions ultimately it leads to a wrongful conviction and then eventually when other people start to look into it a bit more they really clearly see sort of like who was really responsible but the program is so well done and I'm not usually like a massive fan of Renee Zellweger but she plays this character like amazingly well so I would really recommend it and so it's called The Thing About Pam it's available on Paramount Plus and you can like I say get it directly from Paramount or you can go through Amazon Um, but the other one I also wanted to tell you about is another true crime and this one is available on Disney so again you can get a free trial of it and it's called Candy have you heard about this no. so again this is the true story um about someone called Candy Montgomery who was like a 1980s housewife and mother um you know she's like got the perfect family the perfect children and everything but then something happens within within her life and it sets off a chain of events that are, well, now notorious. So just wanted to mention those two cases, really. One, like I said, from Paramount, and this one, Candy, is a miniseries, and you can get that through um, Hulu or Disney. But both of them have got, like, really solid casts, like, mm. really good actors. Both of them are... So they're dramas, but they're of dra- real life. Yeah, they are dramas of real true crime um, stories. But both of them, like I say, excellent cast, really well written. Really sort of like show the cases from both sides. Um, so yeah, I would recommend both of them. But the one that I really, really enjoyed was The Thing About Pam. And like I say, Renee Zellweger's tremendous in it. So amazing. I would recommend both of those. So yeah, that's it for me. I was just going to, um, I was going to do something a bit different. I was going to do a historical case. Yeah. However, when I really started, well, when I was writing my script for it, 
I just thought, gosh, we have really been heavy with the child deaths recently and I just didn't want to go there again. So I think we'll do something a little bit different next week. Cool. Um, it is a true crime case, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't want to say it's got a funny ending, but it's like um, a good positive ending, which oh. we don't always get when we uh, talk about true crime, do we? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so that's it, really. Well, thank you. I'll definitely check out the um, Paramount free trial. For... I highly recommend it. The Pam. Yeah, I think, like I went in for the free trial and I'm already, I've gone over because I, I think I will be keeping it. There's some really good uh, true crime stuff on there. Well, as you were saying, I thought, oh, I might save that to when I have some time off over Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> what a thing to be thinking, oh, I'll save all these. Yeah, but it's totally, like yeah. they're not all made of money. If you can get a free trial. I actually got, I think I got a month on the Paramount, but I got it through, yeah. you know, Maccas with the... Um, Monopoly. Yeah, it was like a month. So I got this. Oh. I, I did the week and then I extended it yeah. and used my like free months trial. But I'm gonna keep it because there are some really good stuff on there, and I'll intersperse it with a, with a free trial of Now TV as well yeah. and binge. Because I do really want to watch that Libby Squires one. It sounds cracking. Yeah, it it was. Yeah. Um, just to finish off while we're talking about True Crime TV. There's a new series of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Oh, there is. I'm halfway through. Um, I think I've done about four or five episodes and I, I love each one. I do like that series. Yeah, I am. There's um, one about um, Bigfoot and the Navajo tribe. And oh. normally anything like extraterrestrial, I'm less interested in but I, I don't know something about it I thought it was great so I might throw some um, extraterrestrial tales in. you've done the odd yeah little, you are yeah you've done the odd little extraterrestrial one mm. yeah yeah because it's like Ziggy, it's a true crime is Ziggy Adamski one was yeah one. yeah so yeah we'll see yeah. anyway um Hope you're all well and we'll see you next week. Yep, see you soon. Bye. Bye.